there. We're so glad you tuned in today. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to encourage you. You can do so by visiting our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. You know, it's interesting is that the end times tends to have this spooky element. It has this kind of unknown territory that many people don't want to pursue. And to some degree, there is difficulty in understanding certain elements to the end times, but there's some things that God does want to reveal to us. And I'm so excited about this, and we've been building toward this for some time now. And this series, Revelation, has been something that's been on my heart for a long time. And I want to just say right off the bat that um, the end times and Revelation cannot be summed up on one Sunday morning, nor a few Sunday mornings. It is a comprehensive thing that people have been studying for many, many years, and it would take a very long time to understand everything that has to do with the book of Revelation. Now... I was fascinated at an early age when I came to Christ. I came to Christ when I was 15 years old. Some of you know my testimony. I grew up in New York City. And uh, there was an element of my life that uh, when I came to Christ, I wanted to know what the future held because I realized that God was beginning to show me my future without him. And that's when I came to Christ. I, I realized that at 15 years old, I was headed in a real wrong direction. And... He showed me that I was heading in such a direction that would change and alter. My eternity would never be the same. If I was to breathe my last breath, my eternity would not be with Jesus. If I didn't know him as Savior, my eternity would not be with Jesus. Do you understand that? That's what I understood at 15 years old. I came and I gave my life to him and I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your kingdom for all eternity. Now, now that I know what my future holds, what is everybody else in for? What is going to happen to this world that I'm living in? What is going to happen in days before? How many, raise your hand if you're fascinated by, by that sort of thing, and the future events, end times, revelation, those sort of things. Well, those of you that raise your hand, I'm excited to tell you that in the month of February and March, you'll hear more about this next week as well. Um, but we're going to be doing a, uh, an eight-week study here in the sanctuary about, specifically about the seven churches in Revelation. It's going to be a fascinating um, uh, teaching. It's going to be an opportunity for you to grow and learn, and I want to encourage you to be a part of that. And uh, Suda's going to be teaching that. Raise your hand, Suda, for me. Uh, that's Suda right there. She's going to be helping us out with that and being a part of that. And I believe that there's some wonderful blessings in store for those that want to be a part of that. Now listen to me closely. When I was a kid, I grew up in New York City. And the video that I watched at the time was so hippie. Let me explain. Let's throw that first one up. Thief in the Night, made in 1972. How many remember that? Raise your hand if you remember that. Some of you don't want to raise your hand. You're like, I don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit it. Now listen, I wasn't born. Listen, let me be very clear. I wasn't born when this uh, was made. But when this was made, was definitely not in the same era that I watched it. So it was hippie in like 1993-ish, around there. Now it's super funny in some parts. 
But when you get to the point of what it's trying to tell you, that at the blink of an eye, people will disappear from the earth, had me completely shook. That at any point in time, gone. Hundreds of thousands and even millions of people gone from the face of the earth. That woke me up. Forget about the bell bottoms. I didn't care about the bell bottoms anymore. I didn't care about the bad video editing. I didn't care anything about that. What I cared about is, am I going to be one of them? Then in, uh, in my 20s, another, another, another movie came out, and this, this movie was called Left Behind, a movie starring heartthrob Kirk Cameron. You understand if you were about my age. He came to Christ, had an incredible experience, and then all of a sudden is now and one of those advocates for the gospel today. And this movie was a more modern take on what would happen when the rapture took place. This message is entitled this morning, The End As We Know It. What proves to be true is that people in general want to know what the next thing is. Even if it's just the next thing in the service. What's next in the service, Pastor Tony? What's next in this? What's next in that? What's next in the current events? What is about to happen? And I want to tell you very simply this. I want for us to dive in the next couple of weeks into certain elements that have to do with the book of Revelation. I want us to touch on a few elements that we can in no way cover all. And that's what the study is for. Come on Wednesday nights beginning in, in February. Every Wednesday night at 6.30, we're going to be here dissecting elements of Revelation and what it has to do with each of us in current events. Understanding the end times. That's what we're going to be looking at. But for the next couple of weeks here this morning, I want to begin the talk. I want to begin the conversation because many of us act as if Jesus isn't coming back. There are people that are just here because they want to fill in a blank or check off a box. They live their lives this way. They just want to do something in a way to say, you know what, God, here I am. And God says, that's not enough. Does Jesus show up to go to the cross to check off a box? His life was in it. And you see, the book of Revelation starts off with this purpose. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Revelation for just a moment. And I want you to look at the first few, um, just the first few, maybe just the first sentence or two. Because my Bible reads like this, and I want us to understand why Revelation was written. Because the Bible says here, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place, period. Revelation was to do two things. Number one, it was about to tell you what things are to come. Yes? Number two, to reveal Jesus Christ. When you start talking about end times, you can't help but begin to reveal 
who Jesus is. Throughout all of Revelation, you'll see one corresponding theme, a revelation of who God is and the things he said were to come to pass. The book can be very confusing for some, but let me be very clear. There are some things that we won't all know until we stand before him one day. But he could surely open up our eyes to a few of them, even this morning. So in this series, I want us to talk through some major pieces of the end times. And, and they're, they're represented in scripture, and they, we're going to talk about them. But we're gonna, I want us to at least have a fundamental idea when this series is over of what some major elements are when it comes to Revelation. Today, we're going to look at one major component, and here it is, the rapture. The rapture. The book of Revelation differs from any other book in the New Testament because it was written for the first century church, but it also was written so that we would know what is about to take place. It wasn't just written for a group of people. There are certain, uh, certain times you would write a letter to someone that's in a place in a certain time and they're in a certain season of their lives, but you know, they can read that letter five years later and they're no longer in that place, Right? How many realize that you could write a letter to someone right now and five years from now, if that person was to read the letter, they're in a very different place. I want us to understand something. Revelation was written for the first century church, but it was written for this church in general right here, right now, moving forward. We have to heed the things that are in there. And I want it to be very clear this morning. That the rapture in and of itself is one of the most single important things and impactful things in your life you need to know about. It will wreck you if you miss this. You have to understand something. So let's look at the rapture of the church. Let's look at the rapture of the church for a moment. If you're writing notes, this will be a good day to do it. Because I want to shoot through some things because the rapture is a crucial part of the Christian faith. And now, let me, let, me, let me just put this out there. I'm not an expert on the book of Revelation. I'm not an expert in the end times. But here's what I do know. I do know he's coming back. And I do know some things about the rapture that I need to bring to the surface to you today. And here it is. Right off the bat, I wanted to tell you that the rapture is not the same as the second coming of Jesus. Okay? While it is not the same as the second coming of Jesus, the rapture actually introduces the process of the second coming of Jesus. It's the beginning stage of what is to happen in the next few years. So the rapture is one of the first things, if not, if I looked at... (laughs) The, the end times scope of all the things that are about to happen in the end times, we're right around the rapture area. Because, and I'm going to say this very clearly so you can understand this, nothing else needs to happen before the rapture takes place. I'm going to just put that, I'm going to lay this on a table and I'll come back to it in a minute. Because in the scope of what it is that we're doing as a church, The way communication has changed, the way our amazing missionaries and missions organizations are completely blanketing areas that have never been touched before, 
there are still people that haven't heard the gospel. But it's happening, people. Remote places of the world are being told who Jesus is. And every single time that happens, look at me, we're a step closer to this taking place. While the rapture is not the second coming of Christ, it is the beginning of the second coming of Christ. And people go, well, Pastor Tony, there has been so much talk about we're living in the last days for so many years. How do we know that we are living in the last days? Friend, look at me. We are one day closer than we were yesterday. We are one day closer. The rapture is the time when everyone who is, has a relationship with Christ will be brought up to the sky to be with Jesus Christ. This word itself, rapture, isn't found in the Bible. Rather, it is a term to describe an event that is clearly a biblical event. The English noun and verb rapture comes from the Latin word rapio or the Greek word harpazo. Okay, and those words, the word itself, rapture, means to remove suddenly or snatch away. Snatch. Snatch away. The church, my friend, will be snatched away one day. Why? Things that are snatched are usually snatched because they don't belong there. Come on, somebody. Things are usually snatched when they don't belong there. So, here, understand that one day, everything will be normal. Everything will be calm. Everything will be as it was. And then, where did that pilot go? Where did that train operator go? Where did those people go? Go. Done. Go. This is very real, my friend. And I need us to understand how, how important it is for each of us to be aware of that. Matthew paints a picture for us in Matthew 24. Those of you that have your scriptures, you can turn to Matthew 24, verse 40 and 41, and you would find that it says two men were working together in the field. One will be taken and the other one left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other one left. Matthew's talking here about the rapture. He's talking about how there would, be, uh, there would be multiples and then there will be one. There will be different numbers of people in different places and then all of a sudden there will be a lot less. Why? This is addressing a lot of different things that the disciples were asking because they would often ask, how will we know? Right? How will we know? When are you returning? And I won't go into too much of that, uh, that particular passage of scripture, but I want us to talk for a few moments about 1 Thessalonians. Because 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, turn there for a moment if you would. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's located right before Timothy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's a little bit more extensive, just a couple verses here. 
But it gives a little bit more detail because 1 Thessalonians tells us, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise up from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Another sign of going with him. And then we look at Revelation chapter 3 for a moment. Revelation 3.10 says, Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole earth to test those who belong to this world. There is a judgment coming to this earth. Friend, I need you to understand something. There is a judgment coming to this earth. You cannot remove God from every blessed thing on this planet and then expect the blessing of God to flow. One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because you obeyed my command. Who is he talking to? Believers, the church, us. Not just attendees of church. He's talking to the church. That means the people that follow him. You know the church is not a group of people that enter and join and, and, and are gathered in the building, right? The church is more than that. The church is a, a group of people that believe even if they have no building. <laughs> we were a church before we were here. Long before we were here. Many of you know the Lord for a long time. You were at a church a long time before you came into these doors. Because the church is not a building. And that church is going to be caught up to meet him in the air. There are some people who believe that the rapture will happen at the beginning of the seven-year period of tribulation. Some in the middle. Some, some believe that it will happen in the end. But I strongly believe that scripture points clearly in the pre-tribulation theory. The passage from Revelation that I just read points to that. And among other many scholars, point to the rapture happening at the beginning of that seven years. And so what he's basically laying out is there's something about to happen to this earth and I want my people to come. Because something has to happen on this earth. And whatever happens on this earth during those seven years, God will be a part of that. But the people of God will be removed. And during those seven years... There are so many things that are about to happen and we'll address those at another time. But the New Testament points out that that rapture, that, that snatching of the church into the air is an important element. Why? Because he removes the church, then the seven years of tribulation take place and he establishes his kingdom. He makes very clear, this was my earth and it always will be my earth. That's why I can do what I want with it and it later, when I'm done with it, it all will be cast into the lake of fire. Heaven and earth will pass away, my friend, but my word will never pass away. Somebody say amen. You hear what I'm saying right now? That even his, one of his prized creation in this, I believe that the earth was an important part of God's plan. He put you in it. Say, well, how do you know it's an important part? Because he put you in it. And you're important to him. 
And when he created this earth, he created it with a plan and a purpose. But he's going to reestablish himself during those seven years on this earth. And some of us go, well, the Bible's so unclear about certain things. Can I tell you something? For every prophecy in scripture that talked about the first advent, that means the first, the first time Jesus Christ came, for every one, for every one of Jesus' coming, the first time, there are eight about his second coming. Just to give you an idea, there was a lot of prophecy as to the coming of Christ. A lot. For every one about his first coming, there's eight for his second coming. Just to give you a little bit of an idea that God is serious about this. He's coming back again. And if your life isn't ready, if your life isn't right, you're in the right place. Because there are 260 chapters of the New Testament containing 318 references to the second coming of Christ. Did you hear that? I'll say it again. There are 260 chapters in the New Testament, just the New Testament, that contain 318 references to the second coming of Christ. Friend, he's coming back. He's coming back again. So let's talk about the difference between the rapture and the second coming. Like I said earlier, the rapture sets in motion the end time events leading to Christ. And this is fascinating when you look at scripture and you look at timelines. Has anyone ever really, raise your hand if you've ever looked at uh, like the book of Revelation timeline a little bit. And, and you kind of looked at it and you said, wow, where do we fit in this thing? You ever looked at it and you said, where am I here? Hopefully you're on the front end of that. I'm just going to throw this out there. The goal is to get to the front end of that. And that is the rapture. If you only play a part in the second coming, there's a problem because you went through a whole lot of stuff between the two. And you have seen with your eyes some things that you, God never intended for you to have to see. You realize that? God loves you so much. He doesn't intend for you to see the things that are going to happen on this earth during the tribulation. Two stages, rapture and return. The rapture on the front end, the return later down the line. Separated by a seven-year tribulation, the purpose of the rapture is to spare God's people, Christ's own, from the tribulation found in Revelation 3.10 that I just read. See, the prophet saw what appears to be the tribulation. In Jeremiah 30, verse 7, the time of Jacob's trouble, not the rapture, but it's not surprising that they didn't differentiate clearly between the first and the second coming of Christ. You know why? How many of you have ever driven on 15? Right? You ever driven on 15? Some of you are like, way too much, right? You ever drove on 15 and you're driving up north and you look over the hill and you, if you're driving up north 15 and you come to a point where you could see mountains in front of mountains in front of mountains behind the backdrop of mountains <laughs> you ever seen that it's beautiful from a form from a, a former new yorker you know growing up in new york the mountains were not necessarily mountains of bills maybe mountains of other things but 
like real mountains is is fascinating still to me. Years and years and years later, I've been in Pennsylvania a long time, and it's still beautiful to me. I remember remember the other day going up on 15 and seeing mountains behind and front and beside and all these mountains. I saw mountains. The prophets in the Old Testament saw a lot of events, but you know what they didn't see? Where they are in some of those elements. So there was a big scope where they would say these things are going to happen and these things are going to happen. Revelation puts those pieces together and begins to say here's what's going to take place. The, the, the proximity is the word I'm, I'm kind of looking for. The proximity of the mountains, when you're, when you're way back here and you see mountains, all I see is mountains. If we're driving in a car and I point to it and I say, what do you see? Someone would say, well, mountains. They don't say, well, I see left mountain and right mountain and middle mountain. You wouldn't do that, right? You would just say you see mountains. And in the Old Testament, many of the prophets saw all these different things. They saw all these different elements. And then we're left reading it going, but when is that going to happen? How does that look? What does that have to do with me? And that's what Revelation begins to piece together. This is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then that is going to happen. And it, it gives us a clearer description and proximity that maybe the Old Testament prophets didn't give us. Do you hear what I'm saying here this morning? The prophets inquired and searched, according to 1 Peter 1, 10, 11, but they saw more of the big picture rather than the details. And I want us to know a few things um, that the rapture is very real and the rapture, according to Scripture, could happen today. So let's talk about three reasons the rapture could happen today. Now, let me say this before I go into reason one, two, and three. Let me make this very clear. This is not a fear element because some people preach revelation and teach on revelation and they have a drive of fear. And I have no intention, no desire to fear monger. No desire to do that. My desire is to paint the picture for you to be able to see how important it is and that Christ is coming back. And we as a church believe that we need to be ready. Yes? Nod at me if you get what I'm saying. I didn't say nod out. But nod at me if you know what I'm saying, right? We need to be ready, right? And so, reason number one. The rapture is a signless event. The rapture If you're taking notes, you want to write this down. The rapture is a signless event. Unlike the second coming, no signs will precede the rapture. Except the hearts of men will grow cold. Things will take place. This is called the doctrine of imminency. That is that the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any moment. Specifically, nothing in God's prophetic program has to take place before the rapture takes place. Now, things may happen, but nothing must happen. It could be today, it could be years from today, but one thing is for sure, it will happen, my friend. It will happen. Without any warning, Jesus Christ will return to rapture his saints and take them to heaven. Christians must be living prepared for this. We must be ready to meet our Savior at any moment. Do you worship like the rapture could happen? Do you love, serve, give, and protect 
like the rapture could happen? Do you pray like the rapture could happen? I often ask, if everyone gives like you, what would the church look like? If everyone served like you, what would the church look like? If everyone loved like you, forgive people like you, what would the church look like? Would it be better or would it be worse? The rapture is not just important because we want to be in that. Trust me, you want to, you want to have a ticket. Some of you just got it. <laughs> you want to have a ticket on that train. I'm just saying, right? But understand something. That there is, an, there is an urgency that comes with knowing that it is a signless event. That means at any point in time. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever worked in a job where you found out the boss was coming on a certain day? Like the big wig guy. You know what I'm talking about? How many ever worked in a location where you found out at one point the boss will be coming today or this week? Raise your hand. Okay, raise your hand if you acted like you normally did every other week and the people around you the same. You did everything like you normally would. <laughs> Some of you, but the rest of you are like, no, it was, it was really regimented. Like we were very specific and we made sure that everything was supposed to, right? You know what I'm talking about? Why? Why? Because when, the, when the, the cat's away, the mice play, right? But when you found out that the boss was coming, Stuff got real tidy around here. People that were playing solitaire were no longer interested in Minesweeper or solitaire. They were ready to go and do what they're supposed to do because at any moment in time, the boss could show up. Can I ask you a question? What if, what if Jesus could show up at any time? How would you pray? How would you worship today? How would you give today? How would you love and serve and protect? How would, you, how would you approach Jesus? Can I tell you something? The rapture is a signless event. The master is coming back. Without any warning, Jesus Christ will return. Second thing I want to throw, throw at you is this. The rapture is a surprise event. How I many like surprise parties? Surprise, right? I, I, I found it so interesting. Last year, I planned a surprise party for my wife. Um, and I found it to be very interesting because she's so detailed with certain things. And she's so, um, she sees every detail of things that are done. I had to, the only way to surprise her is to make her part of her own party. One time, I'm... <laughs> I made her bake a cake for her own party just so that I can keep her on the wraps. We, she knew she was going to a party. She just didn't even know it was hers. So the theme and all that was separate because when she showed up, she didn't realize it was a party for her. She just thought she was there for a party. She's like, you made me bake a cake for my own party? I was like, that's the only way it could be a surprise. Your attention to details ridiculous. And meticulous. The rapture is a surprise event. And while 
Many through the years have predicted the date. Hello? 88 reasons why Jesus is coming in 1988. How'd that work out for you in 89? <laughs> 89 reasons why. <laughs> well played, well played. Oh man, I've had my share. And those of you that have been in faith long enough realize that there's always somebody out there. And I could, I could say a bunch of stuff, but I'm not. Because I just don't have the time for that. But there's a lot of people that want to know the day or the hour. Friend, no one knows. Listen, if you know the day or the hour, you know more than Jesus. I question it. I really do. The Bible says that the Son of Man doesn't even know. How you know more than Jesus? I know we're in the internet world now, but you don't know more than Jesus. The original Google, right? Jesus' second coming in the words of Matthew 24 should be taken literally. Friend, no one, including Jesus and the angels, knows the time of his return. Only God the Father knows, knowing when Jesus will come for his church causes us to be ready at all times. Friends, the rapture is a surprise event. Third thing, the rapture is a sudden event. It's sudden. Paul wrote that the rapture will take place in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 52. It will happen. You know, what is twinkling? Twinkling likely refers to the amount of time it takes for light traveling at 186,000 miles per second to be reflected on the retina of one's eye. In less than a nanosecond, the Lord will call his believers. Did you hear that? 186,000 miles per second. That is the twinkling of an eye. That's what some believe to be. And many have tried to predict the rapture and have failed. Based on Matthew 24... Well, there are seasons, there are things you can read. I get that, friend. The rapture could happen today. Do you feel ready? 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. The sound of a shout of God. How many know that when God shouts, people are going to hear it? When God shouts, people are going to hear it. And it is not going to be like a baby in a, in a nursery. It's going to be a commanding shout. A shout that says, I am has spoken. At the moment of the rapture, God's peoples from every era, the disciples, the martyrs, godly ancestors. How many know somebody that loved Jesus? Can I tell you something? Everyone will meet up to meet him in the air. Let me just say this last couple things, and the first one is this. The rapture will not be for everyone. Each of the three major passages that teach about the rapture declare one thing is true, and here's the indicator. Are you ready? I need everybody's eyes right here, unless you're taking notes. Look at here. Look here. Every scripture that points to the rapture points to this. This is not a place where good people will go. 
This is a place where God's people will go. This is an event not for good people to be attended to. God's people will be attended to. You could be a wonderful person, but the rapture is not a given to the wonderful person. You know who it's for? The one that has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, period. The rapture isn't for everyone. Now, I've preached end times and elements, but I've never quite had a series like this. So I need us to understand something. I need us to understand this. That this is to help awaken the darkened areas of your life to say, here, pay attention, I'm coming back again. And like you, I myself have needed those moments in my life to say, what area in my life right now needs attention? What area is not glorifying God? So I'll say this as I begin to wrap this up. In Jesus' words in John 14, these words were spoken to his disciples to assure them. He says, I will come again and I will receive you to myself. John 14, verses 1, 2, and 3. Jesus says, I'm going to receive you to myself. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talked about those who are in Christ will be in his coming. And then in 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul refers to the believers as brethren. Friends, this is the people of God that will be called in. The rapture is restricted to believers only. Only those who are followers. So what's my thought to you today? Here's my thought, and it's my last slide. Live with anticipation of the rapture. Because there is an end. There is something bigger coming. There is an, a series of events that will unfold on this planet that have everything to do with you. The end as we know it involves you, whether you like it or not. So as we look at this in our lives, my prayer for you is this, that you would live out the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation was written so that you would understand who he is. Revelation was written so you'd understand what is to come. At the end of the day, it'll also reveal one thing, where you are. Revelation will reveal where you are in him. And it will revert all the way back to Genesis. After Adam had sinned and God asked, Adam, where are you? We will relive that moment again, except when we do hear that, we will be standing before his throne. And there's a lot of elements. This is just one piece. Do you realize that? That I just talked this morning about one piece. There's the tribulation. There's the, there's the, the mark of the beast. There is a lot of pieces that are, there, there are a lot to, to kind of, ma you can't chew that all in one. It's too much. I want to strongly urge you to make it as part of the eight-week Understanding the end times on Wednesday nights beginning in February. Right here. But let me push this to the front and here's the one thought that I have and it's simply this. Are you ready? If the rapture was to happen, would you be ready? 
Because guess what? When the lights go off and everything goes away, all we have is our commitment to Jesus. That's all we have left. So if your commitment to Jesus is right, then you're in a good place. All this could go away and you're still in a good place, right? But if your walk with Jesus is not right, this is your chance. And I'm going to ask you all across this room, anyone listening to my voice, just bow your head to me for just a moment. Because this is your moment to get right with God if you haven't. And I want you in your own way to take 30 seconds right now And if you're right with God, say, thank you, God, that I am in right relationship with you. Help me to draw closer. But if you're not right with God in your own way, in your own words, say to him, God, I'm not right with you. If the rapture was to happen today, I'm not sure I would be there. Your relationship with God is the one thing nobody can do for you not the only thing but it's one thing Father I pray right now that you would help those that are at the sound of my voice some of them are very different parts of their lives some of them are very different places and I realize oh God that this topic is so big that I could only hit one piece of this element this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that if anyone at the sound of my voice is not right with you, that they would be made right with you by their own confession that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of your name. May they accept you as their Savior and their Lord. May they embed their hearts and their lives into the work of God not the work of this world this world will fail us and it has (laughs) it has time and time again this world has failed us but you have never failed me Holy Spirit speak to hearts and minds today that we will live with the anticipation of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name I pray